Hello everyone and welcome back. Hey party people. Uh, my name's Rose. And I'm Raha. And we've created a bit of a series for you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about appearance over the next four episodes, starting with Lockdown Weight, which mm-hmm. is going to be this episode. Because we've noticed a lot of talk online about people discussing body image, mm-hmm. and discussing, you know, the weight that they've gained and how they're feeling about it. Um, so we thought it was quite an important topic to, dis- to discuss, but then realised that there's no way we can fit it all into one episode. Yeah, so there's just so much to talk about. It's going to be a bit of a deeper exploration um, of appearance, physical appearance, of yeah. that. Um, and we're going to be talking about a, a variety of different things. I think it was quite important for us to include culture in this, wasn't it? Oh, so without we're a doubt, be talking yeah. A lot about um, mental health and culture throughout. Yeah, and social media throughout as yeah. well. I think that that goes as part of culture. Oh, <laughs> but you know, maybe not. Um, yeah, so we've got loads to talk about, and let's just get cracking. Yeah, what do you say? Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so. We wanted to start by defining body image mm-hmm. because I think that's at the forefront of things. And body image can be described as the way that you see yourself in your mind, essentially. Um, when you look at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. what do you think about yourself when you close your eyes and you imagine yourself? Yeah. What comes up? A superstar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... Body image. Actually, this should, this is probably a good opportunity to talk about um, that this might include some triggering content. Yeah. So see this as a trigger warning. Um, we are going to be talking about mental health disorders and um, ways in which people cope and suffer. Yeah. I, I suppose. Um, and how, you know, how poor body image can manifest. Yeah. And affect you and we will be providing some like resources and um things in case anybody does want to access anything um but yeah we thought we would you know give a little disclaimer about that because it is a heavy topic yeah and we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to trigger you so as we said this body image leads to can lead to distorted thinking so it's not always necessarily true the way you see yourself does not necessarily have to be the same way that other people see you. Yeah. So sometimes our thinking can become disordered around the way that we look and the way that we appear. And some of the ways in which this manifests is anxiety, depression, um, but probably the most common one is eating disorders. Yeah. Uh, Within the eating disorder category, you've got anorexia, bulimia nervosa um and binge eating disorder which Mm -hmm. i i don't think is spoken about enough actually yeah that's true i actually never hear about binge eating disorder to be honest um but yeah and there's actually other specified disorders as well which are actually the most prevalent amongst all eating disorders but they're the ones that you know where people actually display symptoms of having a de- eating disorder but they might not necessarily fit into one of the diagnostic criteria yeah um they don't tick all the boxes exactly yeah um in yeah like i said that's actually the most prevalent one the so most common one, yeah. yeah uh and actually i i want to take this opportunity as well to say that i don't necessarily agree with putting people into categories and boxes yeah. i think um 
but I do think it helps you to understand yourself a bit better when when you can see it and you acknowledge you know it brings awareness yeah yeah to what you might be experiencing so it's, it's a tricky one um and I don't think that your diagnosis is then your identity I oh think it's definitely that, not yeah you know is often um also not spoken about enough um so actually between 1.25 and 3.4 million people in the UK are affected by an eating disorder wow 25% of those are men, but then statistics aren't always accurate. Some people don't report, obviously, having an eating disorder. And there's a lot of nuance. Um, so people who... Men, boys, older people, people of colour specifically, like I think minorities, are way less likely to come forward and talk about this stuff. So the number might be much higher than we actually think it is. Yeah, but that's kind of like at the baseline do you know what I mean? yeah that's exactly like of what we know but that's yeah it's, it's a high number um and it's got the highest mortality rate actually yeah that's yeah eating disorders very are, very all important the mental health disorders eating disorders um have the highest mortality rate mm-hmm. and then there are also other disorders that that feed into body image. Um, one that we've seen be on the rise over the last 20 years or so. So in body dysmorphic d- disorder, or yeah. body dysmorphia. Um, and within that, we now have a new kind of category called muscle dysmorphia. So it's when you think you're not lean enough or you mm-hmm. don't have enough muscle. And yeah, all of these kind of are fueled by body image. Yeah. It's not been necessarily confirmed through research, but this is just an observation that we've made. Um, We think that lockdown could be making it worse, right? Yeah. Or at least from what I've seen online. Yeah. uh, People have been talking about their weight, whether it's through like memes or, you know, talking about how gutted they are that the gyms aren't open and just the weather, everything. People seem to be getting pretty down and out about either losing muscle or weight or putting weight on. Yeah. Whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely think that the lockdown situation generally is contributing to that. 100%. What, like, what, do, what about lockdown do you think it is that is making people feel like this? I think it's having a lot of time to sit and spend on social media. Yes. A lot of time sitting and reflecting on times that used to be maybe where you looked different then and Mm -hmm. thinking, wow, like we've done this. We've done this with not necessarily with our weight, but with tan, right? Oh my God, I was so And I've done it with weight too. Jeez. Yeah, Yeah. I was so skinny. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think there's a lot of time to do all of that, but also maybe for some people, they are in an environment with other people that make them feel triggered you know, about yeah. and, and make them fall back into old habits. I also think that it's like, at least for me, I felt like, okay, now I'm in lockdown. I officially have no excuse not to be doing this stuff. Yeah. To not be exercising and not be watching my weight. Do you know what I mean? Like before I could make an excuse and be like, oh, but I've got work, I've got uni, I've got this, that. Now I'm at home and I'm seeing people exercising so every you- single day. And I'm like, I actually have no excuse so I'm you just think, a piece of poo. <gasps> yeah, so what, oh my gosh. <laughs> what, so you think so you, so you think it's uh people are putting more pressure on themselves because they've got more free yes. time potentially? I basically just every- end up guilt tripping myself a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Whereas before you're like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah, I could justify it quite easily. And now I can't. And I actually have to be confronted with the fact that I can't be asked. You're not a piece of poo. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, That's, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And I think for a lot of people, um, either food is a form of comfort, you know, and as it, as it should be to some extent. And for a lot of people, it gives them a sense of control, Mm -hmm. you know, specifically with maybe eating disorders, um, that, yeah, it gives them a a form of control over what's going on, you know, where they haven't got any control outside of. Because you might not necessarily, um, experience having an eating disorder, but a lot of people also have distorted relationships with food generally. Yeah. And... Yeah, that can really, really affect their mental health. Definitely. definitely. Actually, one of the things that I've really, um, has been really eye-opening for me is um, being on eating disorder TikTok. I don't know if you've ever seen I where have. people just sit and you eat with each other. Yeah. And it's just so wholesome um, and wonderful and I think relatable for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's a, I've seen a lot of that content. So I know that maybe beyond the reports more is happening and people yeah. are trying to find that community online um to help to help them with their recovery and also which is lovely um in the uk i feel like over christmas that's really the period of time where people really indulge with yeah, food yeah and they really go for it and enjoy and they drink a lot of alcohol and january is really the time where they're like okay i'm doing dry january or mm. i'm going on a january diet people are back to work they're being active and we, we're not doing that yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think people are struggling with their Christmas weight as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not struggling with it as per se. Like, this is, this is something I've overcome mm-hmm. to, some, to some extent. It, do, yeah. it does come back every now yeah. and again. I don't think you ever, like, fully, fully get over things. Um, but, yeah, Christmas weight, man. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> It's really, really real. And on, and, on, and on the other hand, I'm like, but let me just enjoy. Like, yeah. I get so much joy from food. And food really, I feel like, was and one of okay. people's main comforts. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. And still is now. And yeah. Everyone, and that's okay. Yeah. It's like, you know. Eat your cheese. Be happy, God, babe. give yourself some, cut yourself some slack. Get yourself some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> says the the ex-vegan <laughs> yeah so actually what else do you think con- contributes to lockdown weight blues i think definitely if it's not just your home environment and the lockdown situation generally it's the media like obviously TV, magazines, like normal media that you're exposed to, but then social media is a completely different ball game. And it's been quite a funny transition to watch, hasn't it? Because I think we came up in the age of celebrity. Yeah. Uh, we're 90s babies, so we we saw the effect that, like, the tabloids and all of that. Yeah, had, OK Magazine, um, on, all of that. And society, yeah. and then how it moved to social media because we had social media from when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, it's interesting because it, it went from being all about being the skinniest. Yes. Size zero. We came up in the era of size zero. So literally size zero. Paris Hilton. Victoria Olsen Beckham. twins. You know, Lindsay Lohan. Nicole Richie. All of that. Yeah. So uh, that was the beauty standard at that time. Yeah. Well, does my bum look big in this was seen as like negative. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was all over the, the magazines, all the magazines that we used to read as kids. Yeah. It was all over the TVs. And, and that was when, like, bad press was, like, at an all-time high. Yeah. Where women were, like, completely objectified. Yeah. And it was just an awful time in the media for celebrities then, especially female yeah. celebrities. Exactly. Um, and I think it was the time of, like, diet culture. Yes. Oh my before God. people were speaking out about yeah. it, where it was kind of just the norm. We grew up... Mm. In when I think household. about diet culture, it just reminds me of high school. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember a time when I was at school where I wasn't on a diet. Wow. Some form of diet. Whatever that was. And that came from our home. Yeah. Definitely. Didn't it? Well, no. Well, home initially, but then also, again, like the media that we just talked about. And, yeah. And then so the introduction of social media, all of that played a role in, in the way that I saw myself and the relationship I had with food. Like, yeah. Just constantly dieting. I remember mom always being on a diet, our auntie always being on a diet. Yeah. It was just, it was just, you just do that, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't always in the most informed way. Oh no. Um, and then off the back of that, of course, when it transitioned to social media, you had all the the messed up diet pills and mm-hmm. um, the detox teas yeah. and, and all the rest of it. Like this is when it was still all really glorified yeah. because, you know, it, we're not there anymore, but there was a period of time where this was just totally okay. Um, And it does really have an effect on your body image. We can The way that that. you see yourself. (laughs) Uh, And it's really interesting because when we were doing this, when we were researching this topic, we were looking at um, some celebrities who who were suffering maybe with some eating disorders or body dysmorphic disorder. And we came across so many that we we just didn't know yeah and so many that I admired as a young girl and I wanted to look like so so bad to then later find out that they actually dealt with yeah they were really really suffering um and the notion that their appearance is far more important than their mental health struggle because these people have openly spoken about it that's why we know and that that's never at the forefront of who we see but we see them as what they look like yeah you know that we value their appearance far more than we value their mental health mm-hmm. and how that is reflected back onto us yeah <laughs> it mirrors back and not only their mental health but their creativity and what they actually put out into the world yeah that's still not as valuable as that as, as, their as a lot of them. and we've got some examples here actually um with eating disorders this one, um, I was really surprised. Taylor Swift oh, spoke I didn't about, know about it her. in the documentary. Yeah, um, Lady Gaga, Nicole Scherzinger, yeah, Amy Winehouse, Nicole Scherzinger. Oh my god, the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, were honestly my ideal body shape yeah. and everything. Yeah, like I used to look at Nicole Scherzinger and be like, that. That's exactly how I want to look. I remember I read in a magazine that Nicole Scherzinger said that. 
there is no way she would ever touch Coca-Cola. Like fizzy drinks, it's just really? absolutely not. And I swear, I was like, no fizzy drinks for me today. <laughs> I was like, I'm not drinking fizzy drinks anymore. And I honestly just cold turkey just stop making fizzy drinks because I wanted to look like oh, her. Oh, Nicole Scherzinger, yeah. And also, at the time, um, she was like, brown? Oh, I was literally about to say that. I'm thinking about it. She was the only brown skin, like, dark-haired yeah. woman in the media because the Kardashians hadn't made their come up then. No, no, no. And I was like, wow. And she was the main pussycat doll. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's what I want to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one which I found really interesting was Hilary Duff. And I found Aww. Hilary Duff interesting because I remember there was an episode of Lizzie McGuire where Miranda um, was acting up. She was like, acting yeah. really strange and they were like, hey, what's going on? Um, and it turned out that she was she was dealing with an eating disorder. And I remember her saying, it's, it's the only thing I've got control over in my life. Yeah. And that stuck with me and I must have been about 12. No joke. Um, so that was just like a wow for me but of course it's not just women you've got elton john you've got zane from one direction no way suffered with an eating disorder yeah wow um and then yeah jade from little mix the olsen twins and Mm -hmm. mel c but then we moved on to body dysmorphic disorder disorder kim kardashian was the first one that popped up Mm -hmm. then you had robert pattinson which i thought was really interesting yeah that's i i really didn't expect that yeah he spoke about um having anxiety and yeah suffering with body dysmorphia before like hitting red carpets and stuff wow okay yeah um these are just speculations but michael jackson and marilyn monroe mm-hmm. lil kim lil kim really obviously yeah um uma thurman lily allen and miley cyrus mm, okay so um the point of this was essentially to kind of show you that you know we looked up to a lot of these people and wanted to look like them and we we base our ideal Mm -hmm. body shape around theirs but um they're battling mental health issues you know it's causing them to to suffer and um it's wild wild that they essentially uphold this standard of beauty that everyone is trying to yeah you know achieve and actually they're the ones who are really struggling and really suffering at the back end of that it's yeah. just definitely i mean like in the eight do you remember growing up and you had all these magazines and it was like taking photos of them on their on the beach from the worst angle and oh all the cellular. i mean i don't know if that's still around to be fair i'm saying back in the day that yeah. might still be a thing i don't buy but i also feel like back in the day it was way more common to buy those magazines and that that was, you know, people's main form of, like, interaction with the media. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, it wasn't... If you would go to the shop, you'd get a newspaper and you'd get, like, an OK magazine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Social media wasn't a thing. So yeah, yeah. that was the only exposure people had to celebrities. And pop culture. Yeah. Um, and as millennials, like, we've internalised a lot of what we've read in these magazines yeah. and what we've seen. And we think that everyone thinks like that. And every everyone views us with this negative lens mm-hmm. that, you know, they're just not saying it. Yeah. I think that. And it says it in this magazine. So everyone else must be thinking that about, for example, my wobbly belly. Yeah. 
I remember feeling like, like I remember looking at those magazines and seeing like the arrows pointing to like you know Charlotte Church's cellulite <laughs> or her back rolls yeah, or whatever and just thinking oh my god sitting in class at you know as young as seven eight years old wow and being like oh my god my back rolls are they showing through my shirt? back rolls back <laughs> Um, you know, I was, I was a child when I think about how young I was and when my, you know, anxiety about my weight and just my self-consciousness started appearing, it's like, so young. That's shocking actually. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just thinking about a story, uh, a memory more like that. I told you before, but I want to tell, tell all y'all. Um, I remember distinctly, I was nine years old, right? And at nine years old, like I had Usher posters on my wall at this point. Um, I was like loved Beyonce, was really into like watching music videos and stuff like that. Anyway, I had the cutest little crop top, really just super cute. Um, and I'd been saving it to wear on a special occasion and I was going to wear it as like with my belly out, you know, as you do. <laughs> So I put it on, put on my, my cute skirt, and I went and looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, I've got a really big belly. <laughs> like, I'd never noticed until that moment. I remember distinctly, I was like, why have I never looked at the way my stomach looks before? Why did I think I had a flat stomach? Wow. And it was just so, so doughy. <laughs> I was like, it was like the shock of my life. I was so shocked. Not upset. Not like, not upset about it at all. Just pure shocked. I couldn't believe it. Oh my God. Um, But yeah, so what I'm assuming that I think media had had its effect on me at that point, you know? Yeah. And there are actually some studies um, that show the effect of television and media on mental health, specifically the Fiji study, which is something that you did when you were studying. I did it. Right? I did the study. <laughs> I went to Fiji and conducted it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I came across the study. Um, I might have... I've, this might have been when I was like doing it for GCSE, um, but I thought it was so interesting um, that... Do you want to tell them? No, you tell them. In the mid-90s, um, television was basically introduced to Fiji, the island, and they basically studied a certain society in Fiji. And it, I think it was five years before they introduced television, and then they did the study again after the introduction of television. And I don't know, like... This is the, in the 90s, by the way. yeah. And um, because of, like, westernised ideas and all the stuff that they were being shown on TV and the media, um, eating disorders actually started. Like, they had never actually had eating disorders. They had one recorded case oh, previous. Wow, okay. Just one recorded uh, recorded um, case in this, in this community, essentially. And, yeah, after the introduction of television, it just rocketed skyrocketed yeah essentially um 
among Fijian women, actually, I think yeah. that's quite important to say as well. And with the prevalence of television and more westernized ideas, rates of body dissatisfaction, dieting, desire to lose weight, and the thin ideal, you know, the the skinny ideal internalized um, had become kind of like the norm and bulimic behaviors had become more widespread across the whole island. Yeah. You know? So that was quite a quite an important study that we wanted to mention mm. because it Because that's of, just the introduction of television alone. Yeah. And it's like it's amazing because there was a time where television wasn't a thing and they could mm. literally like measure this, you yeah. know, this direct impact. Whereas I think as time has gone on and um technology has become more widespread and it, there are more correlations. Do you know what I mean it's become a bit more complex? Yeah, for sure. Uh it's not so yeah, no, not so straightforward anymore. But yeah, moving on to social media, which is, you know, the new norm. It's it's integrated into our lives. It's part of culture. Yeah. And the way in which it... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It escalates. Amplifies? Amplifies. Amplifies? Increases. Yeah, either way, it really affects body image. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think it's also different with different platforms. Yeah. And let's focus on Instagram. Yeah, because I think Instagram is, just has this culture of perfectionism that other social media platforms also have, but nowhere near as much. Yeah. Where... Instagram is just full of influencers, you know, Fitzbo accounts and all kinds of stuff that, you know, lead people to compare themselves to others. And yeah, it can be very, very triggering to people who are already dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it can also cause, I think, cause these distorted ideas of thinking. Yeah. You know, you start to develop insecurities about things that you might not have been insecure about mm-hmm. before. As trends change, I know for a fact that I've become insecure about different parts of me yeah. throughout the ages. Yeah, um, definitely. And weight is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the it's not the trend to be size zero anymore. No. It's the no, trend no, no. to be thick. Thick. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go deeper into that conversation next episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so one of the ways in which I think we feed into what social media is already doing, so we are making it kind of worse for ourselves, mm-hmm. we're making a bad situation worse for ourselves, is through the use of, you know, the photoshops, filters. the filters. Um, That's, the, I, I honestly think filters are so dangerous. Yeah. And I, I, and the thing is, I see celebrities using them and making their own filters to look like them. Yeah. And it's just so harmful to young people. Young minds. Yeah, young minds. Because um, even when I've used them, I'm like, is this Angelina Jolie? It's though? when you click off it. <laughs> that's, that's literally what I was about to say. Like, it's Angelina Jolie. I'm like, I am, I look amazing. The second I hit that X, I'm like, <gasps> Potato. And not just like a normal potato, but like a terrible potato. I'm like, this is awful. I look awful. When, and what you're doing is you're literally just practicing self-criticism and negative self-talk. Like, yeah. But of, of course your mind is going to respond in that way because that is what's happening. But you're just amplifying that. You're making it 
you're practicing that so you're so you're strengthening that side mm-hmm. of yourself um very rarely do you take loads of photos or selfies or whatever and you're like i look absolutely phenomenal <laughs> in all of these it takes about a hundred to get a couple yeah. of good ones right i think it's really interesting as well how the filters all kind of adhere to one aesthetic specifically yeah. and they all have like the cheekbones and the big lips and the Small tiny button, button nose, nose and the you know like the eyes are the like fox eyes, eyes and <laughs> <laughs> so it's like everyone is working towards that particular aesthetic and everyone then ends up looking the same whether people end up taking it one step further and actually getting fillers and surgery and whatever to look like that yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone then ends up looking the same and the thing is right i i i don't actively judge people when they're using it like i don't no, think oh my god you're using a filter like Ugh. like absolutely not no, no. and i don't judge people for like i don't think people shouldn't use them or anything like that but i do think we need to acknowledge that it does feed into harmful ways of thinking about yourself yeah, yeah exactly you know um gotta be mindful gotta be mindful mm-hmm. and especially with fitzbo which you mentioned earlier yeah and the way in which, you know, angles, lighting, all of that helps to create this ideal version of yourself. Um, and then people, like, when you're posting that, why are you posting that? People want to show their achievements, which I think they're more than allowed to do. Yeah, but at absolutely. the same time, there's a whole group of people who are just crumbling inside <laughs> yeah. the sight of not looking like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think Fitzbo and body dysmorphia, I think there's a link between that as well. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of Fitzbo accounts that acknowledge that as well. And they're quite open when yeah. they have, you know, eating disorders or, yeah. And I, I see a lot of this as well with Fitzbo accounts where they, you know, take a photo of them like breathing out mm. and then once they're like, they suck in their stomach to show that it's not always real. I just don't understand, and maybe I'm just like and being. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I don't. I don't get the point in that, because you're still posting the sucked in photos as your general aesthetic, yeah. but you will just post the other one of your roles and whatnot another time to be like, no, this is what I actually look like. You're like, I'm why are you posting flexing. those in the first place? But then I'm like, well, then why are you flexing all the time? Because it, it's it's their brand, isn't it? People create have created brands on social media, and that's the other thing. Yeah, that you have to be marketable yeah. in order to sell your product if you're running your own business. Yeah. Um, so it's where like where all of this overlaps and becomes really complicated mm-hmm. because um, people need to pay their bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's and they need so to true. live. So if they know that those kind of flexi photos are going to make them more money, mm-hmm. um, they're going to do that. But like we said, it ha- it does have harmful consequences. Yeah in some instances I know some people don't care Um, some people see it for what it is you know but I think it's easy to just get lost like you don't want to always think critically about what you're seeing yeah and because it's such a quick thing to scroll through I think subconsciously you're taking in far more unconsciously you're taking in far more than you might realise yeah definitely Um, so the question really is like how come even though we've got this awareness and a lot of us have this awareness you know that we're influenced and that our body image is influenced by all these internal factors yeah 
how come even though we've got this awareness, we still fall into the trap? I mean, I can only speak for myself. Uh, for me personally, it's old habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the way I used to feel about myself and think about myself in relation to seeing like really aesthetically pleasing bodies. And those thoughts still just pop up every now and again. And, you know, I kind of fall back into the same old pattern that I used yeah. to fall into. And I have to just kind of catch myself. Right. Um, that's really what it is for me. And it just takes practice and compassion for myself. But it is hard. Yeah, definitely. Because although I do have this awareness, I still look at, you know, girls with the perkiest bum and think, oh my God. Yeah. What do I need to do to get this? What What do you think it is? I think it's that it's like a constant, non-stop continuation of the same messages. Yeah. So you catch yourself and you have periods where you're like actively being aware of the things that are influencing you or the way that your mind is thinking about certain things. Yeah. But sometimes you're just too tired to be aware or mindful or conscious you know there are periods of time where you do have to just function on autopilot like that's what it's there for yeah right and when you do function on autopilot you are just responding and reacting to everything that you're consuming and what we're consuming half of the time is all of this stuff and people use social media and especially instagram as as a form of escapism or just just to distract the (laughs) distract (laughs) themselves so yeah, it's no wonder that people are on autopilot for the entire time that they're scrolling through these yeah. images. Yeah. And especially because, like, we haven't got anywhere to go at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think there is so much, like, we're so, a lot of us are just thinking of, you know, when this is all over, what am I going to be doing? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh my God, like, oh. I don't feel comfortable, like, maybe leaving the house the way that I look. Yeah. um, I don't feel comfortable uh, integrating myself back into, you know, work culture and and social life culture with my eating habits at the moment. Yeah. You know? So it's... I think there's a lot of anxiety around that as well. Yeah. Not knowing when things are going to change and also kind of putting pressure on yourself to manage and overcome um, one of your coping mechanisms, essentially. And I think the other issue is, and I don't know if this is relevant, but people working towards a summer body and mm. not necessarily, like, it's just appearance focused. No one's actually doing it for their health. Yeah. But it's so that I can look good in this bikini. And I think that can be really detrimental because the choices that you're making are only to do with the way you look and yeah. not how you actually feel internally. And yeah. then there's just a huge disconnect between those things. Let me tell you, a couple of years ago, I was at my skinniest mm. and I was, I it, it was because I just um, started becoming, like being vegetarian. I was really like conscious of what I was eating. I was fasting. I was doing all this different kind of stuff, but I felt horrible. Wow. I felt, okay. hor- I've never felt so horrid in my life. I was like cranky. I was so reactive all the time. Yeah. I would snap. I was literally low energy, all of that stuff. It just didn't work for me. And um, as soon as, like, as soon as I started gaining weight again, I could feel myself feeling more fulfilled, like full, wow, like literally, okay. literally, literally full, full yeah. no joke. 
Um, and that's not to skinny shame or anything because I was being, and the reason I put on weight is because I was being skinny shamed by the mm, people around me, mm-hmm. which is kind of the other side um, of, you know, it's body shaming. And it wasn't so much that um, the fasting and the food and everything that I was reading about wasn't working. It's that I wasn't doing it right. So mm-hmm. it, it was me, yeah. you know. Um, but at the same time, the thing that really made me change wasn't the fact that I was cranky or that I was having a difficult time. It was the fact that people were commenting on my appearance. Right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And on reflection, you know, I could have been so much more graceful with myself. I should have been so much more compassionate to myself because there were many reasons that I was losing the weight. Yeah. And if I think about the weight that I've gained in this moment... Um, it's kind of a reflection of the comfort that I've needed in a really difficult time. Wow, yeah, that's such a nice way to look at it. You know, like, I also think during winter, why can't we hibernate? Why can't we just eat loads of food and stay warm? Because I really struggle with the cold, Yeah, you know? Um, And I learned to kind of re- re-see myself that's not a word (laughs) um but reimagine myself okay yeah you know my body image I it wasn't uh I I really started to look deeper at what the voices were in my head you know Mm -hmm. who where does this come from where does this thought come from and we don't always have to overanalyze we don't always have to analyze our thoughts but um sometimes it just clicks yeah something happens and it just clicks you don't always have to think about it Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did a lot of work around yeah. my body image. I think it takes a lot of unlearning. Yeah. That was really important for me. Like, realising that the things that I had been conditioned to want and admire, it just, it just, it, weren't, it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. And ultimately that my health and well-being and me spending time with myself day to day, right, is far more important. Like my relationship with myself is far more important than everyone's perception of me. Yeah. And I think um, I'm very much behind the body positivity movement, but it's also very easy to just tell someone to look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves yeah. and not believe it. Like, people don't believe that. You you really have to dig deep yeah. and do the work and strip away all of that stuff, I think, to discover the root cause. And sometimes you don't figure out exactly what the root cause of something is, and that's okay too. But you move on, you accept that, and you go from there, you know? I just think it's, acceptance is so important. Um, accepting who, like, where, like, the context around what's going on for you right yeah. now. So not just the fact that I always do this, you know, I always do this behaviour, but really looking at the the year that we've all had and mm-hmm. what that means, like, what, what that's meant for us, for the way that we move, the way that we see things, the way that we experience things, the way that we're stimulated, you know, going from being super overstimulated to having so much of it stripped away from us. Yeah. Um, and what are we using to replace the stimulation that we crave? And I think it's also about reevaluating how much value we put mm. on our weight and what that means for us in a time like this where there's people dying and you know the world is in a crisis does it really matter that you've put on a couple pounds I don't know that never helps me does it not no that never helps me when people are like oh just 
Okay. It helps me quite a lot. Does it? Yeah. I know it's different for everyone. Um, I think for me, it was literally just... Without, like, you know, shaming or or guilt-tripping myself, I mean, of course. You know, I'm not trying to make myself guilty about feeling a certain type of way about my weight because yeah. there are worse things happening in the world, but just sh- no. shedding light on the things that, you know are more important i think what normally happens for me when i when someone says that to me like oh my god kim there's people dying (laughs) you know i i always just think oh my god i'm such a terrible person for feeling this way when there's so many people dying oh wow no okay that's that's not what what i mean mean. yeah yeah um but at the same time because that's very harmful yeah i think one one way in which i rebuilt my relationship with my body yeah um through meditation was not just seeing it for the way that it looks from the outside, but actually the way in which it functions. Yeah. Right? So gratitude meditations were always really, really huge on helping me reconnect or reestablish that love for, I don't know, my joints, for example, which mm-hmm. give me a hard time, as I mentioned. Um, but they work for me. My wobbly stomach, my doughy stomach that I was talking about (laughs) earlier, the way that it works hard for me, like it does so much for me all the time. And it actually does amazingly well considering what I put inside it, you know? Um, And some people, again, have a difficult relationship with their stomach because they struggle with um, IBS or they have other um, gut or tract issues. And again, that's understandable. Sometimes we kind of have a conflicted relationship with our body because it causes us pain and we kind of you know the bloating Mm -hmm. and all the different the physical aspects that come with that so it it was really about um finding gratitude but also actually understanding what my body does so biology was really Mm. really important I started looking into like how does my body actually properly function you know started looking into gut health I actually find that I find that stuff really helps me as well yeah like not related to weight but I remember when I was doing anatomy and I was looking at the brain and learning about stress Mm. and that was like such an eye-opener for me because now every time I think about getting stressed I know how my brain is actually physically reacting to that yeah um so yeah definitely yeah and you know we're the first people to go on google to see what's wrong with us and half the time it tells us it's cancer right so why don't we get to know ourselves a little bit better and the way that our body reacts you know because Mm -hmm. everyone's different and we have to understand ourselves so um love yourself you're beautiful and be patient you know have compassion for yourself like this is an incredibly hard time and yeah i think we need to just give ourselves a little bit of a break to be honest absolutely absolutely um be gentle with yourself yeah you know take it easy (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we know that this is like, that we, we're not going to come and sit here and give you advice about something that still affects us because it's something that's continually perpetuated in today's society. Yeah. It's not something that's stopped and we're dealing with it after the fact. It's still continuing on. Um, we just wanted to kind of shed some light and some insight into what we think is contributing and to just let you know, you know, you're not alone. You're sweet. Yeah. We see you and hopefully create a conversation that offers some relief around this topic. Yeah. And body shaming is something that we're going to be exploring 
uh, over the, I think, I think it's like the third or fourth episode. Yeah. Um, but next week, yeah, particularly, we want to go into um, race, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how trends have changed over the years. Um, appropriation. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into appropriation, black fishing, you know, the, the fox eye, the bleaching. And we're going to talk about our personal experiences and yeah. ways in which systemically um, we're just not progressing. So the ways in which universities, your university yeah. specifically, feeds into this. We're going to be talking about culture, colorism within the Iranian community, uh, and the global impact of westernization. Mm-hmm. And what that means for you know people's beauty standards and the way that they feel about themselves, like globally. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, and just, you know, how the, like, what's happened over the last mm-hmm. 20 years or so. Just a reflection, you know? Yeah. And a discussion and an exploration. And we would love to hear what you have to say, obviously, um, whether it's in relation to what we've just talked about in regards to lockdown and how it's making you feel, your body image, and all of that good stuff. And obviously next week we'll, we'll delve in a bit deeper Um, so if this is something that you're struggling with at the moment, or you know somebody who is, um, there's a charity called Beat that the NHS actually use as well. They're really, really great and offer loads and loads of different resources and support services as well. Um, yeah, we've got some resources for accessible mental health support in the UK, so inclusive. So if this is something that you are struggling with, head over to our Instagram, which is stillchill.mindfulness. And um, we're going to be posting up some more specific links in um, in the post of this podcast. So hit us up on there as well. Otherwise, if you've got anything to add, if we missed anything, um, do let us know. Again, message us, email us, talk to us. Yeah. What's your song of the week? My song of the week is Junes by Alabama Shakes. Oh, that's a lovely song. It's a really lovely song. What's yours? Um, my song of the week is Soulful by oh, Landesis. <laughs> Landesis. I hope that I'm saying it right. Um, it's just an instrumental, but it's beautiful. And I don't think I've heard it. It got me through my dissertation, <laughs> and I yeah, I I came across it when I was doing my yoga the other day, and I've just been rinsing it. It's just a wonderful wonderful song um yeah nice and we've been adding your songs to the that's still it. chill playlist so please 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 let us know your song of the week so we can add a couple more tunes in there yes thank you <laughs> have a lovely week bye see you next friday bye.